It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. It's a Tuesday morning at Wax. Time for the chores. Bob and Joe with you as uh, we are back from Hawaii. And uh, no need to thank me for bringing back some Hawaiian-like weather. Beautiful sunshine and temperatures that weren't too bad yesterday and won't be too bad today. So... No, it's only right that uh, people thank me for bringing back Hawaiian weather. Well, you did what you could. I know you did. <laughs> you brought back a nice tan with you. Yeah, we did. And uh, had a great uh, great trip to uh, four islands. And we'll hear some of the uh, conversations we had with the uh, chocolate farm. You ever been on a chocolate farm? I have not. Yeah. Cho- I like a chocolate, yeah. so, you know, I'd fit right in. And uh, a salt farm. That was really interesting, too, over on the Big Island on the Kona side going to a, a salt where they're harvesting salt from out of the ocean, the salt water, but not just off the surface. They get on 2,200 feet to draw that water up, the salt water up, and then they uh, let it sit there, and the water melts off, or not melts off, but uh, uh, leaves and just leaves the salt behind, and how they handle that, uh, very interesting. So uh, just a couple of the uh, stops we had. While we were in Hawaii, lots of other things to talk about as well, but uh, we'll do that as time goes along. we got some more important stuff to talk about around here. We're not going to be in the office today or tomorrow, are we? We are not. We're going to the Eau Claire Farm Show. You bet. That'll be out at uh, Menards, Chippewa Valley Expo Center. That's, of course, the old Menards headquarters. If you're going to be on the interstate, get off at exit 59 and come right into the show or across on uh, on 312, the old Menards headquarters, where it all got started for Menards uh, years ago, and uh, that's where we'll be set up there yesterday. What are we drawing for? We've got a lot of stuff to draw for at our booth. We're drawing for Farm Tech Fest tickets, and we're drawing for Farm Technology Days entry tickets. All right, and of course, Farm Technology Days this year will be in Clark County on the rail farm in the middle of July, 12th, 13th, and 14th. So stop out, visit with us. I'll uh, show you my tan <laughs> if you if you want to see my tan. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not an all over tan either. But uh, boy, I'll tell you, we had a, a great trip and a great group of folks that were with us. And uh, but now we're back and we're in the harness and it's time to do the chores. And uh, we do have chores to do, and we'll get at them on wax agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's check our weather. Brought to you by Markwart Motors. Markwart Motors, you know, has the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them all out on the lot or at markwartmotors.com. Pretty nice out there. Everybody's pretty much in the 30s. Lacrosse might still be around 40 degrees. We'll get about 36 today, partly sunny. Down to 22 overnight. Tomorrow, back into the 30s. Maybe some snow showers crossing. Not a, a major snow event, but some snow showers off and on. And uh, temperatures tomorrow will be in the low to mid-30s. Thursday, upper 20s, partly sunny. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, in the 30s. So oh, it's good to have me back, isn't it, to get this good weather? Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could. It's 33 degrees right around here right now. Everybody's pretty much in the 30s this morning. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's see what's going on. 
NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. Absolutely devastating. That's how California's governor describes a church shooting that left three children dead. Police say their mother had a restraining order against the father. He was on a supervised visit with his girls, ages 9, 10, and 13, when he opened fire last night. Police say he killed his kids, the adult chaperone, and then himself. There's a new effort to stop the war in Ukraine. The country's president is pushing to close the skies for Russian planes and missiles. This comes after a rocket attack on the second largest city killed children in a residential area. But the White House doesn't agree with a no-fly zone. It would essentially mean the U.S. military would be shooting down Russian planes. That is definitely escalatory. That would potentially put us into a place where we're in a, a military conflict. Press Secretary Jen Psaki says President Biden has already ruled out sending troops to fight in Ukraine. Ukraine is bracing for more Russian cyber attacks that could trigger a bigger war. The country is working with SpaceX to strengthen its Internet system and has put out the call for IT volunteers. There are no guidelines on how NATO should respond if such an attack takes place. But a NATO official says it could trigger the alliance's collective defense clause, known as Article 5. The fallout from Russia's invasion in Ukraine is spreading across the sports world. The National Hockey League is suspending partnerships with Russian businesses and won't consider the country for future competitions. The international governing bodies for ice hockey and soccer also banned Russia's national and club teams from competing. You're listening to NBC News Radio. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, checking our weather forecast, not bad as we get into March. I guess we could say March is coming in kind of like a lamb. Today it'll be, well, mid-upper 30s, partly sunny. Tonight down to 22. Tomorrow, uh, some snow showers. I don't think there's a huge snow flurry or snow event to worry about, but uh, coming through some areas, we should see a little bit of snow flying around, but the high is going to be 34. And then on Thursday, 27, partly sunny, and over the weekend, it looks like uh, maybe some chances of snow off and on Friday, Saturday, but temperatures going to be well into the 30s. So again, it's March, and it's warming up one day closer to spring. Right now, it's 24 up in Medford, 31 in Rice Lake. Wausau is a cool 24, Marshfield's a 30, Green Bay's a 26, Lacrosse 37, Madison the warm spot, Madison Sun Prairie at 41, Milwaukee's at 39, and here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area, we've got 33 degrees right now. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. 
It's a Wisconsin tradition, so start spreading the word. Whether you've been farming a little while or all your life, it's time to celebrate and see just what's new with Wisconsin's oldest tradition. Join us for the 58th Annual Eau Claire Farm Show, March 1st and 2nd at the Chippewa Valley Expo Center. Free health clinics and free admission both days. Don't miss this event to celebrate Wisconsin's oldest tradition, the 58th Annual Eau Claire Farm Show, March 1st and 2nd, with free admission from 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. both days at the Chippewa Valley Expo Center. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And of course, we'll be out there at the uh, Triple Valley Expo Center out of Menards Gold Mill, and it'll start at 9 o'clock this morning. Free parking, free admission, and if you haven't gotten your COVID vaccine or booster, the Eau Claire County Health Department is going to be there, and uh, they're going to be providing some of that stuff. So hope to see you out there as we've got uh, lots going on. In the farm show, and uh, was out there yesterday, Jill and I, to set up, and looks pretty good, doesn't it? It does look really good. So we we'll hope to see you out there. Clark County people will be there, and lots of your your friendly farm suppliers will also be there. But in the meantime, what's going on with the livestock numbers? All right, our choice-fed beef steers are 135.5 to 150, with mix coming in at 108 to 135. Choice-fed beef heifers are 133 to 144, with mixed at 85 to 133. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 116 to 128, with selects at 95 to 115. Cows are 58 to 74, with a top of 93. Bulls are 89 to 104. Butcher hogs are 60 to 71. Sows are 51 to 69 and a half, with boars at 18 to 29. New crop market lambs are $2 to 210, and feeder lambs are up to 340. All right, now let's take a look at the futures for livestock on the Mercantile Exchange. Lower yesterday, April live cattle finished down a half a dollar at 141.42. June at 137.70, down 60. And August at 137.15, down 27. Feeder cattle for March, 157.72. That was down 230. April down 275 at 162 even. May down 280 at 167.80. August 180.07. That was down 280. In September, feeder cattle, 182.25 at the close, down 255. Lean hog carcass contracts, April 103.50, down 17. The May contract, 107.65, down 17. June at 113.42, down 45. And July, 112.97, that was down 57. Board of Trade continues to be higher as these prices have skyrocketed. The volatility because of what's going on in Ukraine. Prices were up yesterday and overnight. March corn this morning, up 21 cents at 7.19 a bushel. The oats are up four cents at seven dollars a bushel. March soybeans up forty-four cents, sixteen eighty-nine. Soybean meal for March up three twenty a ton at four fifty-eight ten, and the wheat up twenty-three at nine fifty-one a bushel on that March contract. Dairy prices also up yesterday. Barrel cheese up three and a half to one ninety-three and a half. Blocks up four and a half to a dollar ninety-five. Double-A butter up four and a quarter to 263. February Class 3 coming off the board at 2092. March traded 15 cents higher, closing at 2205. April up 27 at 2275. May up 15 at 2253. June up 8 at 2235 as prices were higher through December. And tomorrow they're supposed to release the official February Class 3 price. So again, 
markets are higher. This volatility in the Ukraine is really uh, disrupting things, no question about it. Ten minutes after five, the Eau Claire Farm Show coming up. We've got a little more for you. We'll talk to Bill over there next. Bill Henry, of course, puts that on with North Country Enterprises. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's a challenge, a continuing challenge to get back to normal, and that includes the farm shows. But starting later on this morning, we will have the 58th annual Eau Claire Farm Show at Menard's Chippewa Valley Expo Center out on the west side of Eau Claire. Bill Henry and his family with uh, North Country Enterprises putting the show on again. And, Bill, I would imagine it's been somewhat of a challenge to uh, put this show on for a lot of reasons, but uh, the capital C, COVID, is the main reason. Absolutely. That's what we've been getting numerous calls throughout the week. In regards to that, we're still on. We're going strong. Masks are not required, but if you feel more secure, go ahead and wear one. Come on out. And it starts this morning. Tuesday morning, 9 o'clock, go until 3.30, both Tuesday and Wednesday. We mentioned COVID, and the Eau Claire City-County Health Department is going to be here, and COVID is part of their program. Yes, it is. They're going to be here to offer free vaccinations or booster shots, as well as they're going to do well water testing, random test kits are offered, and ticket mosquito prevention. And uh, that'll all be available to you right here at the farm show. Well... Tell me about the farm show, putting it together. I'm sure there are some that, again, are talking about finding enough people to man a booth, this, that, and the other thing. But it looks like there are a lot of booths getting set up. Yep, we're, we're almost full. Not quite this year. But it's been a challenge, like you say, because there's a lot of exhibitors that don't have the product. That's the toughest thing right now. They just don't have products, and they don't know if they're going to have it till 2023. So they're going to man the booth. They're going to sell. They're going to do the best they can with what they got. And there will be a chance for some refreshments, a place to sit and relax. Yep, absolutely. We've got concession stands will be open both days. And as far as uh, the show itself, free parking, free admission, yep. just come on out. Yep, come on out, enjoy the day, tackle all your farm needs. That's the best thing. Come out one, one roof, sit there and enjoy, and say hi to some of the people you haven't seen in a year or two. That's a good way to put it, because it's time to get back out. Let's do it safely, but let's enjoy it. The 58th Annual Eau Claire Farm Show today and tomorrow at Menard's Chippewa Valley Expo Center on the west side of Eau Claire. For coming up the interstate or down the interstate, get off on exit 59 and come on in. We'll see you at the farm show later this morning, again, at Menard's Expo Center, Chippewa Valley Expo Center. Bill Henry with me and Bill and his family, of course, from North Country Enterprises, putting on the Eau Claire Farm Show. I'm Bob Bosold. Eau Claire Memorial Crematory, serving families since 1982. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 16 minutes after 5 o'clock here at Wax on a Tuesday morning. Nice temperatures out there, so you got duty at the feed bunk this morning. Shouldn't be too bad. Temperatures mostly in the 30s. A few folks dropping into the 20s, but uh, we'll get about 36 today. A partly sunny day. Not bad. Get the chores done. Come on into the farm show and stop and see us. All right, Joe, what's going on in farm news? All right, we know, we now know the value of America's crops. According to the USDA's National Agricultural Statistics Service, Wisconsin's field and other crops were valued at $5.35 billion in 2021, up 25% from last year. 
Corn for grain production was valued at $2.85 billion, up 26% from last year. The average price of Wisconsin corn crop was $5.20 a bushel, 76 cents higher than last year. Soybean production was valued at $1.43 billion, up 33%, with the average soybean price for average price for soybeans up $2.20 a bushel to $12.60 in 2021. Forages, all mixes, were valued at over $1.3 billion, an increase of $50 million from last year. Other crops measured in this report include barley, maple syrup, oats, potatoes, rye, and winter wheat. Grants are available to expand meat pa- the meat packing capacity. The USDA has made $215 million available through grants in an effort to expand meat packing capacity. Individual grants of up to $25 million are the first to be available for construction or expansion of facilities and to purchase equipment. Applications are due by April 11th. Information related to $40 million in workforce development grants will be available in April. With $25 million becoming available, first $10 million, then $15 million for technical assistance. Funds for loan guarantees in the amount of $100 million will be made available this spring, with additional lending capital of $275 million expected to become available later this summer. All right. Uh, some of the news in agriculture, and we've got more, of course, as we go along. 18 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock. And again, the farm show out uh, at the Menards, Chippewa Valley Expo Center. And uh, stop by our wax booth. What are we signing up for again? Farm Tech Fest tickets and admission tickets to get into Farm Technology Days happening in July in Clark County. Right. Farm Tech Fest, of course, is the concert. First ever concert at the site right across the road. It'll be put on Wednesday night, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We've got all kinds of folks coming in. Joe Nichols is going to be there, Sawyer Brown, Madison County. It's going to be fun, so stop in at Farm Technology Days. Coming up, the truck driving situation. What's happening with it? We're going to find out next right here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. You know, truck drivers have been in the news, maybe for all the wrong reasons. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the northern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Of course, I'm talking about uh, the blockade that was taking place in Canada. Really caused a lot of supply chain disruption. And it only emphasizes how important truck drivers are in getting the goods that we need across the United States. Aaron, you know, the catch is those jobs that are available out there, not the easiest jobs in the world for people to to uh, manage as far as life is concerned. For sure, you know, and we keep talking about labor shortages, whether it be in agriculture, food service, any other industry, but truck drivers is really one of those big ones all across the country. Aaron Zimmerman here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I had the chance to talk with Jerry Klabaka. He's owner and president of the Diesel Truck Driving School in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, because I wanted to see what things look like from the education side of things, getting people educated, getting them their CDLs and getting them on the road. He said that business has actually been pretty good for them lately and placement of these drivers obviously has been really good but the one thing that he says is there's a lot of people out there that have cdls that are not on the road just because it's such a tough job well our business has been 
relatively good, actually. We changed some things because of the pandemic. We have more one-on-one time with the students on the road and that sort of thing. We don't put multiple students in one vehicle. So business has been very good. Placement has been very, very good, obviously, because of the driver shortage. There's no end of opportunity for our graduates and companies that years ago would not hire out of the school because they wanted their drivers to have at least a year's experience. You don't run into that anymore. Uh, practically all the companies that we work with are hiring people out of school. They do subsequent training within their own company to fine-tune the student to the employee. Sure. Now, I guess you said, you said you've seen, you know, from your perspective that there's been a lot of turnover within, you know, the trucking industry. Let's talk a little bit about that, why that is, and, you know, how you, I guess, try to work against that. Well, the turnover, uh, in some respects, is inherent in new people getting into it because uh, the bigger companies, the companies with thousands of employees, tend to be the long-haul trucker companies. And those companies, uh, the requirements for that job and the self-sacrifice are enormous. And people get into it and get out of it. There's probably about 3 million active truck drivers. I'm talking straight trucks, semi-trucks, and all sorts of commercial vehicles in the country. And I just read this the other day in one of the transportation uh, newscasts. There's about 10 million people who have commercial driver's licenses. So why is there a shortage of drivers? Because it's a difficult job. Driving is a difficult job. I don't care if you're a UPS driver who comes home every night, but tomorrow morning doesn't know if he's going to work eight hours or 12 hours, or you're a long-haul driver. There's requirements and demands that exceed most jobs. This is not a nine-to-five job. I don't know if that's ever going to change. I think it's improving. Let's put it that way. I think the companies are doing all they can to make the lifestyle more agreeable with people. Now, have you seen any, you know, being that that job is so demanding and, you know, has that turnover rate, have you seen any trends, I guess, with the people that want to get trained, want to get involved? You know, have you seen more younger people, more older people, more men, women? What, I guess, have you seen as far as trends on people getting trained to get their CDL? Well, I think it's, it tends to be um, older people. I don't mean old people. I mean, you know, people 25 to 40. And we get quite a few over 40, up to 50. You know, with the changing economy, you're finding a lot of people are losing employment options, even in their middle age. And it's easy to transition into truck driving because the training requirements aren't too rigid. Health requirements keep a lot of people out of the business. Uh, I would say out of Ten people that want to be truck drivers, you probably have a couple that don't meet the health requirements, and then you have a couple more that don't meet the driving professionalism or the professional driving uh, required. Their driving records are a mess. They have DWIs or things like that. So they're not going to get into truck driving because they're not good candidates for the job. Uh, We don't get a lot of people 18 to 21 years old. Uh, We can legally train people 18 and over. Uh, Our average student is probably in his late 20s, early 30s, so they've had other jobs and other career possibilities. Now, you know, getting involved, I guess, with the training, getting enrolled and and starting a CDL training program, you know, obviously, I guess I've heard that we've seen some legislation come up now that maybe is looking to help funding, you know, some scholarship money for people to get involved. Do you think that's ever a hurdle, or do you think that might help some things out? 
Or I guess, how do you see as far as people wanting to get enrolled or maybe, you know, barriers that may be holding them back from getting enrolled? I think all those are uh, a help. Are they a solution? I'm not sure. Uh, again, retaining the drivers is the key to solving the problem. And retention is tough because the lifestyle is tough. You know, giving a kid 500 bucks or 1000 bucks because he hires on with a company and stays there for a year and a half isn't much incentive for a person to stay in a job they don't like. I mean, you know, successful drivers are people that actually like driving professionally and are capable of working on their own and being by themselves a lot. So I I think that it's just, yeah, I, I, I think it's just a matter of people getting into it. I think it's a matter of the, of the you know, the occupation and employers of really coming to grips with, the requirements and the stress that the driving style puts onto their drivers. I think most of the bigger companies realize that now, and they're doing all sorts of things to improve the lifestyle. It's not just uh, buying better trucks or nicer trucks or prettier trucks. Uh, it's not all benefits, even though obviously your pay and benefits are a big deal in deciding to go into an occupation. But I think they're doing things now that they wouldn't have thought of doing, uh, such as relays. You know, you don't, in other words, you don't drive a truck cross country. You drive a truck a third of the way across the country. You trade off to another driver who drives it another third of the way across the country who trades off with another driver. So everybody gets home every other night that way. So I think those things that they're experimenting with, uh, some companies are actually putting drivers on routes and just paying them hourly. Uh, it isn't a matter of them having to meet deadlines or anything else. Get in the truck, you haul the load, we'll pay you by the hour. That's almost was unheard of uh, 10 or 15 years ago, in particularly in the uh, semi-class uh, A CDL driving occupation. Now, for those that, you know, maybe don't have their CDL yet or considering it or, you know, haven't, maybe haven't even really thought of it, you know, what can you tell people on, you know, what it takes to get trained and kind of some positives to the the job and, and reasons why they maybe should get trained and get into it? Well, I think right now the, most of the positives to the job are, number one, if you get into our school and we screen everybody, uh, we don't do intensive checks or anything, but we screen everybody and we try to not train people that are not going to get a job, obviously. We want all of our graduates to get jobs. Uh, I talk to every class when they register here and I tell all of them that if they don't have a job within two weeks of graduation, there's something wrong with them or with their their ability or willingness to go out and look for a job because the jobs are definitely there. You don't have to go very far to see uh, trucking companies with help wanted signs out in front. One today in today's economic times is everybody's having trouble finding jobs, finding employees, not just truck driving, almost everybody. So that doesn't help the situation. But truck driving, I think, you know, when you get into it, as you get experience, the job will improve. And the companies are doing their darndest to stop some of the attrition and keep people on the job and keep their people at their at their company. And as I say, the pay is better. The if sign-on bonuses, five thousand dollars. You don't get it when you sign on, but you get paid out over a year's period of time. These are all methods to try to attract people. Uh, and retention is always the problem. So you have to have something that offers a better lifestyle than long haul trucks. Well, and, if- and again, that's. Uh- our Adam Zimmerman talking with uh, Jerry Klobaka about the truck driving situation, not only in Wisconsin, but around the country. Not a lot of them out there right now for the need.
All right, we've got 5.30 in the morning. Let's get some local news. Morgan's going to join us next. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's feed you a little more information this morning, shall we, as we get some news uh, with Morgan this morning. Good morning, Morgan, and uh, it's good to be back, I think. It is, and back to March as we're in like a lamb right now, it seems, <laughs> Boy, right? it is nice. It, it was nice to get off that plane and not have a 30 below zero, I'll tell you. Yeah. It felt good. Nice but... to get out of that perfect temperate climate oh. of Hawaii for a while, right? We're, no, we're, we're not... ready to invite you. Well, it's it's uh, in ways good to be home, and others, I miss it already. <laughs> we're happy to have you back. Well, I'm good to be back. Big farm show. What else is going on? Well, plenty in the local scene, and we'll start with those headlines. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. It was a gavel drop in 40 years for Joseph Green, as a judge yesterday sentenced him to four decades in a state mental health facility, and that's for the Christmas Eve shooting death of his sister in 2019. Police say Green shot her 15 times. He pleaded guilty to second-degree intentional homicide in early February. We go to Buffalo County, where prosecutors there are pushing ahead with a voter fraud case against a local felon. The DA's office says 40-year-old Damian Murphy voted in the November 2020 election in Dover. Felons, though, not allowed to vote here in the state. Voter fraud charges carry a maximum penalty of just over three years in prison, though no one's saying who Murphy voted for in that 2020 election. While we're on the election stage, it could be a little bit more information today. The months-long investigation into Wisconsin's 2020 election will close a chapter. Former Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Mike Gableman due to present his report to lawmakers at the Statehouse hearing later this morning. While we're hanging out at the Capitol, Democrats in the Wisconsin legislature want an expanded public option for Badger Care. What would that look like? A little bit more here from Representative Christina Shelton. She's from Green Bay. Yes, the Badger Care Public Option Act is about savings. It's about moving money away from a health care system that is driven by profit and instead prioritizing the health and wellness of everyday Wisconsinites. Now, the proposal would create a public health coverage option through Badger Care for individuals and small employers and then create a new basic health plan for people making 130 to 200 percent of the federal poverty line. As you might imagine, though, in the nature of politics, the current legislative session nearly over. It's unlikely to get support from the other side of the aisle. Well, kids across the state will bring home a little something extra next month and also uh, some more funding when it comes to school lunch money. $17 million more million headed our way to help districts find hard-to-get or more expensive food. DPI, that's the Department of Public Instruction, says that extra funding will help provide uh, products to schools that are having trouble getting certain foods because of that supply chain issue. And when it comes to getting food, there's a machine in California that takes the uh, tossing out of the dough, right? Customers are able to select their own crust, sauce, cheese, and toppings. The entire process can be watched through the vending machine's large viewing window. El Segundo-based Piestro has no plans to make their own pizzas, but says pizza companies are lining up to pre-order the $100,000 machines. Piestro's CEO suspects the portable pizza maker will be popular at airports, colleges, and schools. I'm Mark Mayfield. And you can slice off more headlines from the 715newsroom.com. I'm Morgan McCarthy, and now you are up to date with Bob, the Midwest Farm Show, and Wax 104.5. You'll never buy that because you're a 
back to the nature type of cook. You aren't going to have an artificial machine to make pizza. You're right. I plant my pizza trees every year in the garden. <laughs> That's how they come up, right? And they grow well, don't they? And they do oh, every year. It's amazing. True. Oh, you're, you got a touch. That's for sure. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Anytime, Bob. All right. That's Morgan in the newsroom. Let's go over to the weather room and check in with uh, Mike Dandria now and see what's going on. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. Welcome back. Well, it's good to be back. And temperatures are very welcoming as we get into <laughs> March. I'm glad there wasn't a minus sign in front of that 33 this morning and uh, it feels nice out there yeah thank you for bringing the warm weather back we, we can't thank you enough for that one it's more than i could do uh, more than i could do <laughs> well i mean we'll we'll have a, and actually did you know that today is the first day of meteorological spring what does that mean so basically we do that to compare uh, month to month it makes oh, it a little okay. bit easier because well our spring equinox changes every year this year being march 20th of course all right well we're as long as we're getting into march and it's a nice day. It's one day closer to, to real spring. Yeah, real spring, warmer weather. And, well, today will be more seasonable because we'll have a little bit of cloud cover to start the day, but more in the way of sunshine later on. And temperatures will make the climb to the mid to upper 30s, and some isolated 40s are possible towards the south. Although later tonight we can't really get used to it because we'll have some more clouds rolling in. And this will bring us uh, chances for a couple different types of precipitation, a little bit of snow, Possibly some freezing drizzle as well as lows dip to around the mid to low 20s later on tonight. Now, this may be enough to cause some minor uh, impacts for your Wednesday morning commute, but uh, otherwise clouds will hang around for most of the day tomorrow and temperatures warming up to about the mid 30s. Wednesday night looking mostly cloudy and we cool it right back down. Temperatures will get back to the upper single digits, so uh, not really a fan of that, especially since we're welcoming meteorological spring. Thursday will be partly cloudy with temperatures into about the mid-20s for the most part and uh, more clouds rolling in for Thursday, temperatures dipping to around the mid-teens. Right now in Eau Claire, though, we're looking at some overcast skies and a temperature 32 degrees right at the freezing point. Uh, Sky 113 a, meteorologist Mike Dandria. Not a bad morning out there, Mike. Thank nope. you, buddy. Have a good one, Bob. You bet. Mike Dandria over there. Nice weather forecast as we get started in March. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, that's going to be another great tour. We've been to Oberammergau 12 years ago to that passion play, and it's absolutely fantastic. Plus, the agriculture and the scenery in that part of the world are just spectacular. So plan to join us in August. Jill, before we get to markets, what else is going on? Let's take a look at our farm news. A group of about 90 organizations is pressuring... The U.S. Senate to support and pass the Ocean Shipping Reform Act of 2022. The bill will deal with ongoing supply chain disruptions and the backlogs at our shipping ports. In a letter to the Senate leaders, the group says the backlog at our ports will have a significant effect on inflation as well as put continued pressure on any economic recovery. Late last year, the House passed a similar bill as the one now in the Senate. And uh, we'll be leaving later on this morning. We're going to be going to the 58th Annual Eau Claire Farm Show. It starts today at the Menards Chippewa Valley Expo Center on Eau Claire's west side. Hours are from 9 to 3.30 today and tomorrow. Hundreds of exhibitors are there to show off the latest in the farm industry. Parking and admission is free. The show is put on by North Country Enterprises. All right, and we hope to see you there because it's going to be a lot of fun at the farm show. Good to get back out and see people. And again, Chippewa Valley, or the Eau Claire County 
health department is going to be there. If you need vaccination, COVID vaccinations, or the booster, check with them about that. That would be uh, free at the show today. And if you want to wear a mask, that's fine. But there is no mask mandate. So we'll see you at the show today or tomorrow or today and tomorrow. Sign up because at our wax booth, we've got tickets for entry into Farm Technology Days this July. And also, we'll have some tickets to Farm Tech Fest. That's the Wednesday evening concert at Farm Technology Days. That'll be on the 13th of July. Joe Nichols, Sawyer Brown, Madison County will all be there. So we want to see you at the Farm Show today and tomorrow. Sign up for some of those free tickets. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we know we've been talking about the Eau Claire Farm Show today and tomorrow at the Menards, what is it, the Expo Center, Chippewa Valley Expo Center is what they call it. That's today and tomorrow, but anything else coming up, Jill, around the area in the next few days? Yeah, tomorrow on Wednesday, there is a webinar starting at noon about the major apple pests. And tomorrow night, I'm going to be going to a beef producer seminar down in Osseo at the Kings Valley facility starting at 5 o'clock. And it's about beef producer. It's a beef producer seminar. We're going to be talking about reproductive health. We're going to be talking about nutrition down there in Osseo at the Kings Valley facility starting at 5 o'clock. So that's a live live meeting. Yep, it's a live meeting. Okay, so beef producers, uh, there you go. Live meeting down there at Kings Valley Ag down there in the uh, Osseo area. And they even serve you supper. Oh, what a deal. All right, do they need to call to register, though, so they got enough food or uh, just show up? Well, it says RSVP one week prior, but I just got this card, I think, last Friday. So <laughs> I think if you called in today, you might be okay. All right, so call in and get to that seminar again. That is tomorrow. Let's get to the markets and see what's been going on at the sale barns. Uh, yesterday, there was a sale down at the Equity Sparta barn. Scott Herman has the numbers. Slaughter cow market was strong today with 20% of the cows 70 to 87, 60% of the cows sold 55 to 69, and 20% of cows sold 54 and down. The organic cows were steady with most cows 95 to $1.10, thin small cows 70 to 90. Slaughter bulls were steady to strong with the high yielding bulls 90 to 104. Your canner and utility bulls 89 and down. Fed cattle were steady today with no test on the beef. Choice overnight beef steers and heifers 135 to 145 with no test. Select a choice beef steers and heifers 120 to 135 with no test. Your choice dairy cross steers and heifers 115 to 130 with no test. Your choice overnight Holstein steers 120 to 127.50. Your choice Holstein steers 110 to 120. And the standard to select steers and heifers and heavyweight steers 107 and down. Replacement calves were steady with the top Holstein bull calves 70 to 185. Your Holstein heifer calves 10 to 50. And the beef calves 150 to 330. Just a reminder, this Thursday, March 3rd, will be our next dairy feeder sale with dairy at noon, followed by feeders at 1230. Thank you. This has been Scott Herman with your Sparta Equity Market Report for Monday, February 28th. Have a great day. It's a Wisconsin tradition, so start spreading the word. Whether you've been farming a little while or all your life, it's time to celebrate and see just what's new with Wisconsin's oldest tradition. Join us for the 58th Annual Eau Claire Farm Show, March 1st and 2nd at the Chippewa Valley Expo Center. 
free health clinics, and free admission both days. Don't miss this event to celebrate Wisconsin's oldest tradition, the 58th Annual Eau Claire Farm Show, March 1st and 2nd, with free admission from 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. both days at the Chippewa Valley Expo Center. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get over to Equity Stratford. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. How you doing? Bob, and a good morning to you, and welcome back. We're doing great. Well, uh, I guess uh, we can give you the credit for bringing us that beautiful day we had yesterday. So just we're up now, and uh, uh, every day like this, we're, uh, well, we are officially, this is official biological spring. Yeah, today, well, March. whatever that means, whatever meteorological spring means, but uh, it's it's March. That's the main thing. Well, what happened uh, so far yesterday over the sale barn in Stratford? All right, Bob, we'll about that. A very good morning to everyone. And again, Bob, thank you, and good morning, everyone. Market yesterday, cow market is strong on these high-yielding, fleshy Holstein cows. On yesterday's sale, we're selling from 71 to 81 and a half. Uh, most of the cows continue to sell from 52 to 70. Thinner cows, plainer cows below 52. On the bull trade, uh, better quality bulls mostly from 80 to uh, 95. Lighter weight bulls below 80. And we'll have an update on the Fed cattle, uh, most of our fed cattle here at Stratford are sold on Wednesdays. On the calf market yesterday, bull calves continue to be very strong. Uh, I do want to emphasize, though, buyers quite selective, but these real fancy 9,230 pound bull calves, uh, 100 to 200, topping at 205 on yesterday's auction. Uh, pretty limited demand on these effort calves, 25 and below. Beef calves, again, very strong. 50 to 350, up to 385 yesterday on those black Angus calves. And we're in the busy, uh, we're in the middle of a busy week here at Stratford. Uh, Tuesday, we get started at 10 o'clock with the hay instruction, and folks, we've got a huge selection of hay today, so no matter what you're looking for, we do have it. We've got round bales of second crop, we've got uh, round bales of, we've got a consignment, large consignment of round bales of tested first crop, so a very large consignment of large square third crop. This is some fancy hay, folks, 137 the feed value, crude protein, just under 20 at 19.81. So there's a for 40 of those large square third crop alfalfa. That's some going to be some good hay if you're looking for some real good stuff. And, uh, of course, we do have uh, small squares also, and that will be at 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock, we'll get into the dairy cattle auction, followed by the market auction today. And, of course, on Tuesday, we sell organic market cows, and uh, we have seen the organic cows have been selling very strong also. Our... Auction tomorrow, Wednesday, starts at 10, full marketing day, including a bread beef cow sale tomorrow here at Stratford. We've got uh, good quality bread cattle for that sale, including a consignment of black Angus bread heifers. We also have Holstein heifers, Jersey heifers, uh, Holstein steers, a good lineup of feeder cattle. Uh, that will be tomorrow at noon. And again, a lot of information on our websites. We've got a lot of special sales coming up here in March. And uh, all right information on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page. And uh, uh, all equity markets will be holding uh, district meetings this year. There will be person. So uh, Equity Stratford's meeting is on the 18th of March. So I'm attending that. And uh, that will, of course, be a country area here just north of Stratford. So busy March coming up, Bob. And uh, the weather is hopefully going to cooperate. We certainly hope so. We certainly hope the weather is going to cooperate because uh, it's time to move on. Let's get into spring. Hey, you have a good one. We'll talk to you in the morning. That's a
Bob. Good to talk to you, and you enjoy the day. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. 32 degrees right now. We'll go up three, four degrees. Should be partly sunny. Good day to go to the farm show. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, the sunshine should be at least partly sunny today. It should be a nice day to get out and do what you want to do. Including maybe take a walk. Let's go over to Train Livestock in Thorpe and uh, see how Michelle's doing this morning. Morning, Michelle. Good morning, Bob. Did Welcome you... back. Yeah, it's good to be back. We brought a little nice weather with us. So, uh, did you get out for a nice walk yesterday? I did yesterday morning, yeah. Oh, boy. You know, we were in Hawaii. You get up in the morning, you know, you get up about six, seven o'clock because the sun is shining and everything. Go for it. It was easy to put on. Five, six miles a short. day. I didn't even know it. Oh, sure. I never wore long pants. I didn't. I wore a pair <laughs> over and I wore a pair back, but other, you never wear long pants. It never gets cold enough to wear long pants. My I goodness. know. I know. Oh, it's. Uh, so, did you walk along the beach, too, or oh, no? Oh, we walked along the beach. We walked along the mountains. We walked up in the volcanoes. Walked all over the place. Nice day. Nice weather. Every day was perfect. Summer, sunny and 80s every day, just like you will like it. You're rubbing that in really well, Bob. <laughs> well, I'll back off and let you tell me what happened at the sale last night then. All right. Thank you, Bob. Summing up the sale from Monday, February 28th at Terrain Livestock Market in the Slaughter Market. We capped at 87 with a consignment by Chippewa View Farms of Radisson. 82% of the cows sold from 60 and above. Market cows were 74 to 85, low-yielding cows 62 to 73, thinning wheat cows 60 and lower. In the Holstein steer market, choice 112 to 128, selects were 110 and down. For beef type steers and heifers, choice 115 to 136, selects were 112 and lower. In the bull market, high-yielding beef types came in at 78 to a dollar, with utilities at 75 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality wholesale bull calves are from $100 to $240 per head. We capped at $246 with a consignment by Marlin Force of Thorpe. Lighter and lower quality calves, $30 per head and down. Hosting heifer calves were $10 to $40 per head. BC cross calves, $85 to $325 per head. In the hog market, there was no test on the butchers. Sows were $60 to $72. Boars were $28 and down. Our next sale will be tomorrow, Wednesday, March 2nd. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. For tomorrow's sale, we have a consignment of 14 sows, averaging 600 pounds, and another consignment of 20 sows of all sizes. If you have any questions or you need trucking, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And, of course, check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. For all the citrine livestock, your family owned in every market. Have a great day. Well, if you go out for a walk today and end up walking all the way to Eau Claire, stop in and see us at the farm show. Yeah, I thought about that. Maybe maybe I'll do that today. Uh, I have to see. It's going to be a gorgeous day. Oh, it's going to be a nice one. We hope to see you over there. Otherwise, we'll talk to you later in the week. Sounds good. You take care. There she goes. That's Michelle over Tree Livestock and Thorpe. When you don't have the right tools for the job, hard work just gets harder. But with an LS tractor from Synergy Cooperative, you'll have the right tool every time. These heavy-duty tractors are loaded with features, providing the quality, capacity, and comfort for you every time. Be ready for spring with a new LS tractor and attachments including tillers, rotary cutters, box blades, and more. Visit Synergy Co-op in Ridgeland to experience the LS difference. Test drive today. Customer-owned, community-minded. 
Synergy Co-op bringing us the rest of our markets. Board of Trade, the volatility continues, including overnight. March corn up 21 cents overnight, sitting at 719. The oats up four at $7 a bushel. March wheat up 23 at 951. Soybeans up 44 cents at 1689. Meal up 320 a ton in the March contract, 458.10. And at the country elevator prices, we are looking at uh, numbers around the area of... Doomer's Grain in Chippewa Falls were at six fifty two and sixteen twelve. Connorsville locations were at six sixty and sixteen seventeen. Doomer's Grain and Service out of Holman and Buck Country and Varcadia were at six fifty seven for corn and sixteen eighteen for soybeans. And on our DTN screen, the corn, golden plump, six fifty four today at Baldwin, six forty four with the beans at sixteen twelve. Duran, six forty two and sixteen twelve. Corn at Mondovi, 653, beans 1607, Elmwood, 644 and 1612, Fall Creek also at 644 and 1612 on the beans. At Osseo, the corn is 668, soybeans 1621, over at Stevens Point, soybeans 1590. Elk Mound, 646 on the corn, 1608 on the beans, Sparta, 658 and 1610, Ellsworth, 639 and the soybeans 1597, ethanol plants, Boyceville, the corn is 668, no quote from Stanley or New Richmond. Barrel cheese up three and a half, 193 and a half. Blocks up four and a half, a dollar ninety-five. Butter up four and a quarter at 263. February class three, 2092 off the board yesterday. March up 15 at 2205. April up 27 at 2275. May up 15 at 2253. And June up eight at 2235. Prices higher through December. Don't forget the Eau Claire Farm Show. Stop at our wax booth today and tomorrow. Doors open at